This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing 10 ways to disarm an emotional manipulator. If you figure out that someone's playing a game with you, is manipulative, is an emotional blackmailer, is trying that dark magic on you. You need to strategize. Not counter-manipulate, but strategize with honesty, maturity, and what I call the art form of communication. What I have for you today are 10 ways for you to stand up for yourself, to assert yourself, to be in self-respect, which is essentially what self-love is all about. Maybe you've had this experience. I've noticed in different work environments or in different friendship circles, I can feel and sense as a highly sensitive person when someone's trying to charm me. And there's a balance there, right? I'm I'm a Southern woman. I know that I can be charming and I know that I can turn that on and off depending on my mood, my energy level, my environment. even how rested or tired I am. There's a fine line there between being charming and engaging and inviting and kind and charming to manipulate. Now, I suspect many of you listening to this show, your own intuitive abilities, your own empath qualities, your own highly sensitive observational skills and strengths that you have very naturally that you can feel this too, even if you haven't identified what exactly this is or what to do in the moment of someone charming you. Very often a highly sensitive person can shut down, can go quiet and just allow the charmer to sort of take them for a ride. So here's the strategy that I have for you, the first strategy. If someone's trying to charm me, I might look at them and smile and say, are you trying to charm me? Or are you trying to get one over on me? Now, I know it's wild to just consider speaking what you're really thinking. This is part of why we're so tired as highly sensitive people. From childhood dysfunction, we tend to overthink, to hold on to things and let them churn over and over again in our heads and in our minds, wearing us out because that takes energy. It's as if we learned when we were children from dysfunction that we're not allowed to just 
speak the truth of what we're feeling and sensing. I am here to tell you that healing is about coming back to this, what I might call a birthright, that you do get to learn what it is to speak what you're thinking. For this strategy I'm offering you, I am using a little bit of humor. I am using a little bit of my own charm. A little humor and a smile go a long way, y'all. I think many highly sensitive people do themselves a great disservice by believing confrontation is always hard or harsh or about putting your foot down and getting very serious. And certainly sometimes it's about that. But very, very often if we are engaging this art form of communication, if we are embracing and accepting that relating to humans is going to be like a dance, it's going to be artful, it needs to be then we can bring in the art of humor, the art of the truth, and the art of a warm smile. You have a lot of power to disarm instead of go along with being charmed towards doing something that you might not want to do. All right, the second thing to consider if you think you are dealing with someone who's trying to manipulate you, emotionally blackmail you, pull one over on you. Timing is important. And timing is part of your strategy in taking care of yourselves. Because unfortunately, we don't live in some kind of utopia where manipulative people don't exist. We are surrounded by people who manipulate, people who know that they're intentionally manipulating, and people who are kind of clueless that their communication strategy, their own survivorship, if you will, has grown them into manipulating other people, taking what they can take from others. As people with big hearts, we must give ourselves permission to strategize around this if we are going to take care of ourselves now and throughout the course of this life. So consider timing. Very often, manipulative people will ambush us or will choose a time when you are distracted so that you can't really think through what you're saying yes to or what you're committing to or what you're agreeing to. So if you were ambushed, if you feel a little put upon or somebody's coming at you, it's okay for you to interrupt and say, hey, excuse me, actually, this time isn't good for me. How about Thursday? Don't be a pinball in another person's pinball game. Manipulation is a game. So I don't want to play because there's no way to win other than to quit the game. Some parts of an interaction with another person get to be on your terms, like the timing. Recovering people pleasers, recovering codependents, highly sensitive people sometimes hesitate as if taking up space or negotiating a time that works for you as if that's rude, as if they're living through a belief system that tells them they must meet every person's request. No wonder people pleasers are tired. You get to negotiate timing. Remember that as a very important part of loving yourself, of self-respecting. Number three, here are some phrases. I care about finding a solution. Or I care about our relationship. If someone's trying to manipulate me, I don't want to try to win because that means I'm engaging a game if I'm trying to win. 
I also don't want to defend or get righteous. Instead, I want to get humble and compassionate and state what I care about in the moment of conflict or a moment of confusion where I am sensing that someone's trying to manipulate me. When we state what we care about, this is an artful way to communicate, hey, I'm not here for any drama. Hey, I'm not here for any distractions. I'm grounding myself in the goal. And I care either about our relationship or about a solution. And I don't care about drama. I don't care about stories about other people. This is why I'm here communicating with you. It cuts through a lot of BS. So remember to come back to what's important to you. Caring about a relationship or caring about a solution. Most situations will fit these phrases if we allow them to. Because anytime we're having a struggle with another person, we're either looking for a solution or we're looking to stay committed within relationship or maybe not. If a relationship just can't work or isn't a fit, it's still true because we're caring about our relationship with ourselves and taking care of ourselves with self-respect and allowing ourselves to be manipulated, used, twisted up and abused by other people is not self-care. Number four, I need to think about this. Now, this is maybe like the time strategy with a little twist. It's not just about timing. It's also about you get to take time to get away from this person's energy so that you can have your own clarity of thought, maybe even check in with somebody that's a healthy support for you so that you can think things through outside of whatever manipulative pressure you feel coming at you. I need to think about this. Taking time is an important way to show yourself in any manipulator. I thoroughly think things through and I don't make half-baked pressured decisions. This is a very useful message to any manipulator in your life. And it's a very important healing message for your own inner child, especially if you grew up getting manipulated and gaslit. Number five, very important in terms of feeling like a real true adult instead of an imposter adult. This is part of what helps grow us up, y'all, not just in age, but grow us up psychologically. This is a maturation idea I have for you in number five, to normalize disagreement. Here is an art of communication phrase for normalizing disagreement. It seems we disagree, and that's really okay. It takes all the punch out of any manipulation when you don't think the goal is agreement. People who manipulate are very skilled at making you believe that it's essential that you agree with them. They're slick about it. They're good at it. If you jump on board with that energy, that logic, that manipulative sentiment, then your inner child is watching you believe that you're supposed to agree with other people, which means your opinion, your way of being, 
your insights, your perspective is devalued. The goal is not for all of us to agree. There is no reasonable, real world where most humans agree on all things, y'all. And that's not a threat. That's normal. It's healthy. Our differences are part of what makes us each individually and collectively beautiful, interesting, different and dynamic. Normalize disagreement, not just in conversation, but within your own mind and body. Strategy number six, and this is so simple, and that's part of what makes it so difficult at first for a highly sensitive person, to respond with absolutely nothing. Silence is golden, y'all. Highly sensitive people and trauma survivors can feel very pressured to fill the space with a whole lot of talky talk. Sometimes they're not even thinking and it's just flowing out of their mouth. I think we all know the term diarrhea of the mouth. So often, highly sensitive people will sit with me in deep regret after having been in the clutches of a manipulator. They knew they were being manipulated. They knew to have some guard up with this person. And yet once this conversation began, it's like an energy locks them in, like locks their feet to the ground. And they just say a whole bunch of stuff, sometimes walking away going, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I just committed to so much or I just defended and then I looked crazy. I don't like how I showed up in that interaction. Learning how to sit and when you don't have something truly thought out and valuable to respond with, learning how to sit in the discomfort of silence so that you can get more comfortable with silence is not just a strategy for a moment with a manipulator. It's a strategy for life. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. Sometimes, y'all, wisdom waits. It lets our thoughts marinate. One of my favorite Maya Angelou quotes, and I think of her as my spiritual mama, is good ideas take time. So notice if someone's trying to pressure you or doesn't allow you to just be in silence. If you need to speak about this, you can say, I might need to sit with myself in a little silence, with a little quiet, to see how I, what I really think and what I really feel about this. You have that right. To be in self-respect, we cannot wait for other people to give us our rights. 
Sometimes we have to take what is rightfully ours. If you need a little silence, if you need some time and space, take it. Imagine how your inner child will feel watching you act in such self-regard, doing what you need, what you feel from your experience, your wisdom from head, heart, and gut, instead of just falling into line with what this other person wants of you. Number seven, a little different than acknowledging that disagreement is okay. We want to embrace difference and we can say it in the face of potential manipulation. We have different perspectives. We are different people. We really see that differently. We're really coming from very different backgrounds. The manipulator wants to control your thinking. And you better think differently than that manipulator wants you to think at the end of the day, huh? Depending on what you survived as a child, this may be easier or harder. You are allowed to stand on your own two feet, and your perspective isn't wrong. It is different. And if you are someone who has fallen into the trap of telling other people, hey, your perspective is wrong, this is a potential growth moment if you will let it be. To fight other people's perspectives is like fighting the wind, y'all. What happens to you if you allow others' perspectives? Isn't it just sort of factual that we're all going to have different perspectives? We've had different experiences. We've had different lives. We don't have to be threatened by our different perspectives. We don't have to try to ram and jam our own perspective down anyone else's throat. I am highly aware that I am a different kind of therapist. I am a different kind of coach. I'm a different kind of person. It's taken me a lifetime to learn what it is to accept how alien I have felt in the world, to learn what it is to self-respect and self-regard and take up space in this one precious life. My perspective is my own. I get to have it. You get to have yours. When I meet someone with a wildly different perspective than mine, I don't want to crap all over it. I want to actually get curious Wow, so you have a totally different perspective than I do. How? Where did that come from? How did that develop? When that's not a threat, that's a huge opportunity to learn how another human being thinks, to learn how you're different, and that we can navigate that as two people interacting in the world. This is even a resiliency skill, a maturity skill. And for those of you who think of yourselves as empaths and highly sensitive people, this is an empathic respect. I wouldn't want anyone to walk up to me and just crap all over my perspective. And if they did, I'd have to use some coping strategies to let it slide off of me like Teflon. I promise you it feels healing to learn how to not be threatened by different perspective. It feels empowering. And for those of you who sort of secretly walk around with a secret guilt, a secret shame that you don't really feel like a full-fledged adult, like an imposter syndrome with our adultness, this is part of how we show up with a cultivated maturity. Maturity allows for difference. Immaturity makes a different perspective wrong, which is extremely righteous. 
So remember, when someone tries to manipulate you, they want to control your thinking. They want you thinking a specific way. You better be able to hold on to your different thinking. This is a very important piece, especially if you are the survivor of master manipulation in your history. Number eight. Now, this is a great strategy just sort of in general for life, but very important when we're having conflict and if and when we are dealing with potential manipulation. I call it the one issue at a time rule. We really can only deal with one issue at a time. Sometimes one issue needs to be broken up into smaller little bites so that they're chewable so we don't choke on a giant issue. One issue at a time so that we don't get lost. So if someone is speaking with me and they're getting heated and I feel a manipulative vibe or I feel us getting lost in conflict, I might say, whoa, 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 hold on. I can only focus on one issue at a time. Now, notice the I statement there. We want to learn how to lead with ownership. I can only focus on one issue at a time. That's my best shot for the other person being able to hear me. If I say that differently, you're bringing too many things to me at once. They're going to get defensive. When we start with you, it's accusatory, and we invite the other person to throw up a defensive wall. And then we're beating our own head against that wall. Their head's fine. At the end, my head's bloody. I can only focus on one issue at a time. This cuts through a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion, and a lot of deflection. Very often when someone is manipulating, they don't want me to put my thumb on what exactly is happening because they are dancing around me. They're not looking for clarity. They're looking for control. And if I'm off my game and confused and lost because we're talking about three, four, five, six, seven issues that happened from last summer, last year, 10 years ago, then we can't move forward at all. And it's such a waste of our precious energy. I can only focus on one issue at a time. That's too many issues. I can meet you in this conversation if we stay focused on one thing. Are you willing to meet me there? It's not just the word I or you. We're going to use some use a little bit. It's also about the energy that we're putting behind our statements. You always do this. Accusatory. The defenses are going to come up. I'd love to meet you in this conversation, but I really can only stay focused on one thing at a time. Can you hear and feel the self-respect in that? The simplicity? When I do this, I can sense my inner child watching me. And she watches me with appreciation, with gratitude, because she had to deal with way too much, way too often, complete overwhelm. So when she can watch me basically say, uh, I reject this invitation to overwhelm, she settles down, she relaxes, she calms, because in that moment, she trusts that I have her best interests in mind and that I know how to execute communication that keeps us in self-respect and keeps us detangled from someone else's manipulative web. Number nine, specificity. I've recently finished 
teaching the boundaries course. And for participants of this year's course and every other year, you will recognize this lesson from the boundaries course. Specificity. When I teach boundaries, I teach measurable and specific. Manipulation does not want to be nailed down. Because when we nail something down, we can then clarify the problem and move towards solution. So if I feel confused and lost, I feel um, accused or shamed or guilted, I want to stop. I want to take a deep breath and I want to look at this person in the face, in the eyes and say, can you clarify if I suspect someone is trying to make me feel guilty or shameful, I might say, mustering up some courage, am I to understand that you want me to feel guilty about this? That your perspective is, I have very much wronged you and you would like me to feel guilty? And if that person says, yes, I can say, okay. That doesn't mean I must feel guilty because they would like me to. More often than not, if I'm being manipulated and I'm talking to someone who has a lot of comfort manipulating, when I put my thumb on it that way, my finger on it and name it, is it that you're wanting me to feel guilty about this? Very often they'll say, no, 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 because they're passive aggressive. When we get assertive and clear, they don't know how to do that so much. So more often than not, when I do this, what I will get in response is, no, 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 no. I just wanted you to know how I was feeling. I don't want you to feel guilty. And then I can say, oh, good. Thank you for clarifying. And what that teaches another person who's trying to get us to feel a certain way is basically this. I'm not going to participate in this game where you try to manipulate me into feeling the way that you think I should feel. I know how to take care of myself better than that. I have boundaries. I don't accept that. This game won't really work with me. And what that teaches someone who has the propensity to manipulate is this. I'm not very fun to play this game with because I don't play it by your rules. I play it by mine. And those rules make your game very unfun for you. I promise you, you do not want to be a fun game for somebody that's comfortable manipulating strategize, strategize, strategize. You get to ask for clarification to cut through ambiguity, subtlety, or suggestion. My final tip, my 10th strategy is a two-letter word. Okay. When someone's upset with me, let's say I said something confrontive on the show, maybe I said something against gentle parenting and encouraged a strategy that I thought would bring more resilience and they're full bore into the gentle parenting. Let's say they say, wow, you're not really a highly sensitive person, Nikki. You've got everyone fooled. Notice they're trying to hit my buttons, trying to get a defensive reaction out of me. If someone is trying to get a defensive reaction out of you, learn to notice that. If someone says, Nikki, you're, you're not really a highly sensitive person. You don't really have empathy. If you did, you would have said it this way. I don't have to defend. If I am in security with myself and my anxious attached people out there, I used to be very anxiously attached. I promise you, you can grow into more secure attachment with yourself. 
okay is one of the ways. Because when I say okay in the face of that energy, my inner child is looking at me like, what do you mean? Why aren't you defending that? Why aren't you using up all your energy like we've done for so many years, fighting and defending because they're wrong about us. They're wrong about us. I can say to her, I can hold for her. Oh, sweet girl, I know that you would like for everyone to think the best of us and that you don't want anybody to think things that are untrue about us. That makes so much sense. There's nothing wrong with those feelings. But there are lots of people out there who don't resonate with what we think and what we feel, and that is okay. Remember, it's okay for us to be different. That's how I soothe her and me. And over time, when you do such soothing, such self-teaching, such self-reparenting, you learn over time that you no longer have to defend. How much more energy would you have as a human being if you didn't get wrapped up in defending yourself? And I know some of you will just defend yourselves in your own mind. You won't say it aloud. That's just as exhausting, maybe even more so. So there's okay externally to say to somebody else, okay, you think I should feel guilty or okay, you think I'm wrong. I can consider that. Maybe I am. Sometimes I might be. Sometimes I'm not. Some of you lead way too frequently and consistently with, oh yeah, somebody's upset with me, therefore I must be wrong. Maybe, but maybe not. You don't have to defend. Okay. It's a full sentence. It's a full sentiment. Okay. I can say it externally to another human being. I can say it inside. If my inner critic is just kicking up nastiness inside of me, criticizing everything I try to do, I can just turn to that part of me and go, okay. It's a way to say, I will not feed into this. I recognize that this is sick and unhealthy to feed into. And I put my foot down. I have a boundary with myself and I will not do that. Not with myself and not with another human being. Sometimes we have to have the courage to be disliked, the courage to even be judged. If we are to live and stand in our truth, we very well may be. And if other people out there on the planet are not interested in such maturity work as I offer you here in this episode and in damn near every episode of this show and everything I put out, then we can do the maturity work to understand that there are a lot of adults out there in very old, grown-up skin who psychologically, fully or in triggered parts, may have some younger parts that they allow at the helm. We don't have to defend to those parts or to those personalities. This results in more energy for you and your one precious life. I highly recommend the book, Emotional Blackmail, Getting Out of the Fog. Fog stands for getting out of fear, obligation, and guilt. The first time I had a therapist say to me, obligation is never a reason to do anything, I thought my mind was going to explode for like a month because I had to realize that I had been trained from my family to do almost everything out of obligation. 
with almost zero obligation to myself. If that's a new one for you, I encourage you to just sit with that idea. Consider exploring this book. It is a life-changing book to learn what it is to not allow yourself to be fodder for someone else's emotional blackmail, manipulation, and regressed inner child parts at the helm. I invite you to come join our Patreon to be part of a community that values helping their inner child grow up, that values the clarity of communication that we have craved since we were very, very little children. This type of resilience in the face of manipulation is very available. And I know that you, like me, did not ever get that class offered in school about how to have great communication with yourself or anybody else. Just like learning any language. I'm actually trying to learn Italian right now. We learn it in lots of ways. Reading it, listening to it, watching people speak it, soaking it up. We do best to learn a new language when we marinate in it. It's the same for our healing growth work. If you would like to come marinate, hang out, be with a community who knows that in part, this is lifelong work. Patreon.com backslash emotional badass. The next live stream Q&A where you get to interact with me live and in video is a few days after this episode releases on December 13th, Wednesday evening. And the topic is one pertinent to this episode enoughness and the good enough principle. A big part of why manipulation works on people is because they don't feel good enough within themselves and they fall victim to any message that implies that their effort isn't enough. Healing is about learning how to not just be because you've always been enough. It's how to feel enoughness. If you are interested in that topic, you can come. You don't have to submit a question to come. You can just come observe like a little fly on the wall, or you can come and participate by submitting a question. Patreon.com backslash emotional badass. I want to take some time to thank those of you who have really helped promote the show to other highly sensitive people and trauma survivors by getting on iTunes and writing a five-star review. That's part of what works, that mysterious, funky iTunes algorithm and helps the algorithm show the show to other people who share our interests and our healing desires. Oh, I know who wrote this. I want to thank Monty's Guitars. He says, game-changing. I can't recommend Nikki and the Emotional Badass team enough. I stumbled across Nikki on another podcast, and after hearing her talk, I realized I had found my safe space to heal. Thank you, Nikki and team, for everything and helping me start to learn how to give my inner child the love, respect, and attention he never had. Fist bumps, hugs, and love. Love back to you. You know how much I love you, and I know that you have shared the show with so many people. Thank you so, so much, and Hug your sweet little inner child from me, light and love. I want to thank Kels Kels, K-E-L-S, K-E-L-S. 
Kelsey says, life changing. This podcast is so helpful. First time I listened, I cried. Well, I cry right along with you. So thank you for crying out there with me. I appreciate you so much. She says, I knew I was in the right place. I'm trying to heal myself and finally take care of my inner child that was so sad, lonely, and felt unloved. Thank you so much. You're a beautiful light. You are too, Kelsey. If you spot it, you got it. I promise you, I know it like I know my first name. You're out there beaming your light too. Y'all, when we heal, it's like we just turn up the lights for ourselves and for everyone else. Thank you for doing this work, Kelsey. I want to thank Vigor Strong. They say, so relatable. I cannot believe how relatable each episode is. It always helps me through whatever struggle I'm going through. Oftentimes, it hits the spot when dealing with childhood trauma or detachment and boundaries with family. Thank you for making me feel like I am not alone, for guiding me through some huge struggles that I thought no one else would understand. I appreciate you, all the work you have done so that you can share how you have overcome some of life's biggest obstacles. Much love, much love back to you. Thank you so, so much. I want to thank Harley Chick 71. Harley says, new listener. I am a new listener. I started listening because I want to self-heal. I found your podcast and found your first episode and your story interesting. Today, I have listened through episode five. I have never meditated before, so it was a new experience for me. I started crying during the inhalation of courage and the exhale of fear. Wow. The emotion that was coming out of me really surprised me. I will be a dedicated listener. I hope to learn a lot from your podcasts. Keep doing what you're doing. Harley Chick, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you allowed yourself to experience something that was outside of your comfort zone and absolutely brand new. Healing is doing that sort of brick by brick by brick, and that's how we pave the road that we're walking. All right, y'all, I'm going to do a few more. I want to thank Sun Soul Ray. They say sunshine. Oh, this one's going to make me cry. You, in all caps, you beautiful one, have opened the heavy drapes and revealed my ability to heal more fully. I eagerly await your podcast. Each episode contains pockets of insight, inspiration, and hope. I relish your descriptions, your personal account of what you have discovered on your path, segue to place healing our souls throughout the world. This is a breathtaking accomplishment, not to mention generous. Thank you for introducing us all, but me most to the extraordinary wisdom of your grandmother. I constantly scribble notes during your cast Quotes, wisdom of teachers on your journey, poets, honestly, you've opened so many windows. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You had me at Moxie. Thank you so much for allowing my grandmother to live on. Sending you a huge, huge hug. Thank you for the love you're shining right back at me. I receive it right square into my heart. One more. I want to thank C-R-A dollar sign four. 
They say, we need more resources like you. I found your podcast by accident. That's a happy little Bob Ross accident, y'all. I found your podcast by accident, but I'm so glad I did because of how much it has impacted my life. Our stories are similar as I had repressed memories of childhood sexual abuse come up for me three years ago when I started therapy. Your real, raw, and honest words bring healing. Thank you for not sugarcoating what survivors need to hear to heal by not letting our situation define us or keeping us from healing. I've never wanted to be a victim, but I certainly don't want to be labeled one because I'm not, and I'm seeing each day that I work on this that I'm a warrior. I one day hope to be able to use my story to help others. Oh, I think you just have, and you for sure are already. Thank you so much for your vulnerability with your story. It has brought me so much peace that I am not alone. I just recently joined Patreon, and I've never been more honored to support someone's work. Your message needs to continue on to reach as many people who will listen. Keep up the amazing work. By the way, I love Gusto as I'm a dog person too. Sincerely, Stephanie M. Stephanie, big hug. I've done the podcast for you and for everyone. Thank you so much for supporting my work. We really cannot do it without support at Patreon and y'all supporting our sponsors on the show. Producing this podcast is more than a full-time job for this team. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, the last one today, y'all. We've got a shorty. This is nickname 9497. They say, refreshed. Listen to one of your podcasts for the first time today. It was the Empowered Resiliency episode. It was exactly what I needed to hear. Definitely tuning in more often so my mind can be blown away like it was today. It is an honor that y'all listen and share this show across the world. There is so much more healing available than we feel possible in our darkest moments. And when you can't believe that for you, I am here to believe it for you until you get there yourself. Light and love. I will see y'all this coming Wednesday, 12-13-2023 for the next live stream Q&A on enoughness and the good enough principle. Patreon.com slash emotional badass and we can grow together. We are proud to be members of Airwave Media. Y'all check out Airwave Media to check out all of the amazing shows that they produce. I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love. And I'll see you right here next time for a brand new episode. Bye-bye.